Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow You are the first team, the last team my dreams have ever seen Put on that lily white and run on to that green White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its loads of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those glory nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams are Tonight's episode 15, season 5 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast Joining me this week, John Stickles from Merchester Hello and David Fornell from Sussex. Hi there. Right. Um... Well, if I could just say quickly, Go on. Um, I'm, happy to, I'm happy to miss Strictly Come Dancing now tonight to do this podcast, but I am looking forward to the Arsenal game tomorrow, the Launch London Derby. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're doing the podcast a bit early. <laughs> oh, very good. If, if have I, I got away with that? If only that were the case. If only we could just talk about um, how wonderful it's going to be and, and, and how Kane's got, going to score a hat-trick and how we're going to close the gap on City. Alas, that's that's not the case. Um, and Liverpool just scored. Have Liverpool just oh! scored? Oh, God. Oh, 96th no. minute. No. No. Oh. no. no. <laughs> Can we start this again? <laughs> this is going to be even more depressing. And is that Klopp running on the pitch? That's no, somebody else. Um, right. Um... Let's just go straight into questions. Um, a question from Rod um, on Facebook. He just says, why? Just tell me why. Um, he goes on to say he knows why, but he'd like to com- compare autopsy notes. <laughs> David. Yeah. Um, they wanted it more than us. They really did. Um, I, I, I'm going to try and be as positive as I can about it. I think the main issue here that everybody seems to be piling on top of is the fact that Toby was left on the bench um, and, and it looks on the face of it that cost us uh, possibly it's, you'll never know of course had he have played we may have lost 5-2 who knows mm-hmm. but I, I was surprised I thought the Tongan because he spoke um, Pop spoke during the week and said about the Tongan not be able to play all these games and we got a rest so fourth I guess would come back, but I thought Vertonghen would be on the bench. So I was very surprised to see uh, Toby there. Um, but oh, at the end of the day, you can't jump up and stick your arm in the air and handball it ridiculously. And it puts us on a back foot. And we, we've shot ourselves in the foot. We really have. And we did it twice in the game at critical moments again. Um, and, and, there we are. And they wanted it more than we did. They really did. I mean, there are other aspects I'm sure we'll come to but uh, of this game and, and game management. So disappointing on the biggest game of the season or the two biggest games. And they are to us. And to lose to our nearest neighbours is, mm. is so disappointing. John, how Very do we... Tough. Sorry. J- John, how, how do we go from... Um beating Chelsea, um, putting in arguably our, our performance of the season so far, getting a result against Inter when we needed to, to this. Uh, dare I say, is it Spursy? No, just not use that word. But I'm, I'm pretty sure that one of Dante's circle of hell includes the North London derby. Um, uh, you could say we're tired, but I just think that um, Dick Emery outthought Poch today. 
he he from the word go they had a fast start we were left behind after 15 minutes we were still in the changing rooms of all the games not to be up for it's criminal not to be up for this one i was sitting there after 20 minutes thinking shit there's still 25 minutes here to go to half time we're going to get fucking done uh, and I apologise now for I'm going to use some foul language through this, and I'm not. Go- I, there will be lots of swears. That's Please, fine. it will be. It, Dav, if you bleep it, it, it will be just be bleeped. I'm sorry. Um, I, I thought we couldn't carry on being that bad after you know 20 minutes, and then 10 minutes ago it's two one, and I thought Fuck, this is a proper derby. This is. It was all going off, all going off. But not to play Toby, you pick your best team. And I'm surprised Toby hadn't picked up a knock as far as I could tell. There was no, uh, he wasn't tired. And I'm surprised that he didn't go with Toby and Jan in, mm. in defence. I really am. And I, it's, it would be easier to be knee jerk and say like, well, Ori was shit. He didn't play very well. Fourth is shit. He didn't play very well. Potch's lineup backfired. The defence is crap. Ericsson was anonymous. There was no late subs. We had no plan B. It didn't go right for us. But... Like you say, we battered Chelsea and we were superb. We used our heads and game management and outplayed Inter and got the our reward. But we the the way that Arsenal played, they made us look like us against Chelsea against us. We they we they had too much time and space, and we were beaten fair and square. I don't want to give them any credit, but we were beaten by them. Um, you, you, you mentioned Toby. We had a question. We had a couple of questions on that. Um, firstly, from our own um, Bex, uh, she said, "Why was Toby on the bench?" And then also um, from Paul J- Paul Jules in South Africa, who says Toby would have created stability in the back. We need we needed that. Why was he rested? I'm seeing a lot of that on social social media. People saying that um, that that was a bad decision by Pochettino. Now, before I bring you guys into it, uh, my thoughts on that. Um, everyone who knows me or everybody who listens anyone who listens to this podcast will know that I'm a big fan of Alderweireld um, that goes without saying um, and and I certainly would always pick our strongest team and I think particularly the combination of Jan and Toby um, for a big game like this you'd, you'd, you'd want them in, 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 the, in, in the lineup. Um the reality is I can't remember which of you said this um, the reality is we will never know um, whether that would have made a difference. If I was going to speculate, I suspect that Toby would have made some difference in terms of he would have brought a little bit of stability, perhaps. He's, he's an experienced player. He's a big-name player. That's not to say that he hasn't made his mistakes this, this season. Um, he, he has done, and I think fans too easily forget that. They've got short, short memories. That being said, um, even if he made some level of difference and brought some element of stability... We were we collectively we were poor. There were too many poor performances um, across the team, and yep. I thought Arsenal were were, were better. Um, I think Johnny mentioned that Emery got it right tactically, um, perhaps, but but also it's one thing getting the tactics right, but the players have got to got to um, implement uh, the, the plan, and they and they obviously did that, and and they were. Up for every ball, every winning every first ball, winning a second ball. They pressed us high up the pitch. That they caused us problems right from the outset. And apart from maybe a little spell just after we scored, and a little spell at the beginning of the first half, we were second best throughout the game. And I can't 
think of a single Spurs player that I can say had a decent game. There were too many bad performances across the team and we deserve to lose. And I don't think having Toby would have made any difference to, to the to the outcome. It's the same team, you know, that were all eight out of ten when we played Chelsea and were all outstanding. And then to go from that to this, where they are probably all fours or fives, is mm. uh, a, a team doesn't lose everything in the in the space of a week. They really don't. I mean, can I can I just highlight how how much I hate those cunts? Uh, you know, getting wound up by a shh gesture. That's absolutely pathetic. Not filling your stadium for their biggest game of the season is pathetic. And playing your first derby against your North London rivals in Plumstead, south of the river, pathetic. They can get to fuck. They're a pathetic fucking team and I fucking hate them. I'll just put some perspective in there. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. I'd, I'd give them credit. I'm sorry, I will give them some credit. They, As you said, um, uh, Emery got his game plan right. He stifled us. What you, When we're playing, and what Chelsea didn't do, um, they didn't press us very high. We play around the back comfortably, nice and easy, which is what Foyth likes. He likes to get the ball, yeah, have a look up. You get Ali, Ericsson, or be it Lamella, they, they spin off their markers, come short in between the lines. They get a very sharp pass to them. They either play it back or, if they're told, quick twist and turn. Then they're looking for a ball inside or between um, the centre-back and a full-back. All those things were never afforded to us today. Arsenal didn't allow us any space whatsoever. They just strangled us. We had moments, and I, I, I will be positive to, to some degree, we had moments, and particularly when we got to 2-1, we were started to, I won't say control the game, but certainly we were, we were on the ascendancy. Mm-hmm. And, and I thought then, you know what? I think we're going to get this. And if we can get to half time and, and then sort ourselves out and calm things down, because um, Arsenal were starting to lose their concentration, they were getting jippy, they were getting nasty. Uh, and I thought, that's just perfect. But I say, Emery half time, he makes the changes. I can understand Potts not making any changes immediately. I, I really can. And I'm not sure in the end what he could have done to have won the game, short of us matching them. And the trouble is, at 2-1, you're not going to change it. I, I I, can't see him easily changing uh, the personnel at 2-1. He's probably thinking, yeah, I can game manage this with what we've got. We can. Um, I'm sure he was always going to bring more on at some stage, mm. just to put some more pace up front. But the moment it, the game escaped us, we were, were down. We were certainly at 3-2. We were done. We were done. And, and what, he, what he tried to do after that was too late. Yeah. And I guess it's trying to guess early on that that was going to happen for him to make changes before it happened but as you say um, Uriah he's had a couple of great games um, the last two games and I say great games but he's had really solid games and today he didn't like it he didn't like the pressure and, and he was sort of looking looks like he was looking down the barrel of a gun he, he didn't like it at all and he was out the game um, Foyth poor lad oh, and he, he just gave it away didn't he that's stupid dallying on the ball and got himself caught because they were pressing us high pressing us all over the place you can't be dallying You've got to get rid of it and you're just better off off sling it out for a throw in if you didn't like it get rid of it 
but there we are. And they, and they, they did us. But it, uh, the only thing I would argue, you know, with all the good results we've had re- recently, it was going to come to an end. It has to. It's healthy for the game in the end that, that you can't win everything, even though Man City do seem to be. And that isn't healthy for the game. It's just a shame it was Man, uh, uh, Arsenal that did it. Yeah. Um, it, it, going, Sorry, Jav. David, going over some of your points there, I think all the subs were 20 minutes too late. He didn't react at half-time when Ramsey came on. They changed their shape a little, and he and he created all their chances. But everything was just too late. The, the team didn't react to it. They, they just didn't do it. And in terms of the, the Foyf thing, you know, he makes a mistake, and we were punished for it. They made yep. a mistake. Son picks the goal ball up in front of their goal, and the keeper makes a save. Yep. That's the difference. If we'd have mm-hmm. capitalised on their individual mistake, it could have been a different story. I think it, I think it, it, the, you hit the nail on the head at, at 2-1, David, um, when we were in the ascendancy. I think if we'd grabbed a third, it could have been a completely different. As soon as they equalised, you just suddenly felt that the tide was, was, was going to turn. And yep. um, you know, a combination, I'd say, of, well, obviously they played better, but that you, that you can't. Um, you, it pains me to say this, but 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 they did. But a combination of that and individual mistakes, um, Jan at, for, at the beginning, Foyf later on, um, cost us, and and collectively we we're poor right at the outset, very early on. Even though it was like I don't know five minutes in or something like that, I was looking at our bat four, and David, sorry, Davis made a mistake very early on. He lost the ball. Yes. Um, and I thought that's not good, and I wasn't. Overly impressed with, with with Davis, Jan obviously we know made a mistake. Foyth too, and Uria getting the ball, bringing the ball forward quite often um, would lose it. And then further up, um, Sissoko who's who's been magnificent, mag- magnificent uh, by his standards in, in the last few games in the last month or so. I don't think he he, he was. He didn't have his worst game. We've all seen worse games so that Sissoko's played for us. But he, he wasn't the player that we've seen the last few games. Um, Delhi was quiet. Uh, Son was fairly quiet. Um, I think Ericsson had a, came into it a little bit more in the second half, but he was playing a lot deeper. See, um, I, I can't remember him touching the ball in the second half. I thought he was completely anonymous. Yeah. Really? He seemed to drop back a lot more second half. Um, I sensed, and he was, he was just playing deep, and I, we just weren't good enough. It's, it's as simple as that. But yeah, you can. I, I don't subscribe to the view that um, Alvaro's starting would have made, made a difference, as you said earlier, John. This was pretty much the, the same team that that beat Chelsea last week. The only difference being Vertonghen for Alvaro. So. Foyth was still there last week and he played well and and actually you could argue that if you're going to bring in um, Vertonghen for Alavarold you're you're strengthening the team because you've got uh, Vertonghen playing on the left hand side and you know he's naturally left left, left footed which which Alavarold isn't so I I don't subscribe to that view but I certainly agree with you that yeah you could say that Pochettino maybe should have made the changes earlier on in the second half than he than he did but. And that might have made some difference to, to the picture. It might have helped us somewhat, but we were poor overall. I just, but it had to be them, didn't it? It had to be them. It had to be them. It had to be at their, at their patch. Um, we always seem to struggle there. Um, and I, I went. I don't know about you guys, but 
but I didn't feel particularly nervous going into this game. I normally do for a North London derby. I felt quietly confident, and but it's the same old, same old, same old result, and and it hurts. It hurts a lot. I, I was I, nervous. I was nervous going into it. I have to say, I knew that you know it's a it's a derby. It's a big derby, and and you always know with a big derby that anyone can win it against the odds you know you could turn around and say you know well Arsenal aren't playing all that well necessarily they're not the side they were once etc but Spurs are by far a better side you tell you on that um, you know we should but it's a derby and for that reason I was nervous but but I did think we'd win it I have to say wrongly obviously (laughs) The thing after the week that we had smashing, you know, smashing Chelsea in the intergame, I think the you know the, the, the Spurs Spurs fans were up on their uppers, thinking yes, this is a good time to be playing them. We can go in there. We proved this week we can play really well. Let's make it a trio of excellent results. And unfortunately, maybe the the effort that they, we've put in in those last two games cost us. You know, it's, it's been a long week and and great. We've got to play Southampton on Wednesday as well. You know, the games do not stop. And unfortunately, we've just got to keep going. We've just got to get back on that bike and ride it and keep going. But um, that's the point, you see, that you see, what, what we've got here, I know what Pochettino's got to do. And that's what he said midweek about managing the squad. And that out, what he was saying, uh, that Jan wouldn't be able to play the next few games. Uh, he'd have to rest because he's just come back. So we get complained at saying our squad isn't big enough uh, and we need squad, you know, to rest squad. You know, there are a lot of people saying, oh, Kane needs a rest and squad rotation. Well, he's just rotated it and then we get clobbered. And it's going to happen again, isn't it? We're not going to go throughout the whole season and winning every game. And I'm talking about the Premier League here only. Yeah. We're not going to go through that whole season. And, and somewhere along the line, he's going to rotate that squad and we're all going to turn around and, and, and say, well, you lost that game because you, you dropped. But and yet we dropped it, you know, last Last weekend, we forget against Chelsea. Who did we rest? Ericsson, Ali, and what was the third one we rested? Was it Winks? I can't remember now. But we rested these guys, and then we come out. Was it that? Or was it Wednesday? Sorry, I'm, I'm getting confused. No, I think I think you're right. I think I think Winks. Uh... But we rested them. We rested Ericsson against um, Inter, and we rested Winks against Chelsea. Yeah, sorry, it was it was, it was Inter, wasn't it? Inter, yeah. Ericsson. And we rested him, and, and and we and then we we win. And, and nobody thinks twice about it, would on Poch? And this time he tries it, only one player, and we're all sort of bearing down on him. Well, of course he's made a mistake. We can see he has made a mistake. You know, it, if, if, if you and I were to, to turn the clock back to Saturday while we're watching Strictly Come Dancing, mm. you, you'd get your team sheet out and you'd put Alderweireld instead of Foyth now, wouldn't you? Absolutely you would. you say, yeah, I can see what's coming. They're going to run at us, so we'll put our best side in because that's what we need for this game but he's going to have to manage that squad again that's why possibly we still need those two signings in January but, but hindsight squad. But hindsight, yeah, hindsight's a wonderful thing um, I don't think let, just going back to the original I think it was Bex's question around why he was dropped um, if we're all, all in agreement that actually we were that poor and it wouldn't have made, made any difference whether he started or not so put, putting that to, to putting the actual result and the outcome to one, one side but just focusing on on why he didn't play. Um, I haven't actually seen any post-match interviews or press conferences from Pochettino because I just... Uh, when we lose, I just... I 
really don't want to. I'll, I'll eventually <laughs> will will do later, but I part of me feels sorry for him, um, um, but also for myself and, and for the team. And I just you're just not in the mood for that sort of thing. You want to switch off completely. I I I, I was looking forward to the Merseyside derby, but I didn't even watch that. I saw bits of it. I just wasn't in the mood. Um, but yeah, Aberdeen it, lost to Celtic as well in the cup final in Scotland. So that's pissed me off. <laughs> Um, but in, ter- in terms of in terms of Arvero, did, did, does anyone actually know why he didn't why he didn't um, start? Was he rested? No. Uh, has, has there been anything rested, said? I don't know. But he, he could it could it be because he, he uh, wants more money? He's just fallen out with um, Poch. That's what I was going to say. Is, is that wider question? Is it is it is it a, is it a concern? Are we going to see a repeat of last season when suddenly it was Sanchez and and Vertonghen and when? You know, when Toby obviously was injured and then Toby couldn't get his way back in, in, in the team and then everybody was putting two and two together and suggested that it was to do with um, the fact that he wouldn't sign a contract or have we actually as a club moved on from that because I'm sure at the start of the season Pochettino said look once the transfer window had closed that he was going to work with the players that he had and everybody would be given a fresh start so surely surely it wasn't anything to do with the fact that he hasn't signed a contract yet yeah, uh, you know, normally if there's an injury, you'll get there'll somebody will tweet, oh, he, he fell his hamstring, or you know, I I don't know, I honestly don't know. I haven't seen anything to say why he he was out today. Nothing, mm. don't know. Yeah, that's I'm, a I'm, lot. Yeah, I'm, I'm just reading through um, every word. I read it uh, about half hour ago. Um, every word that Potch had said, but there's nothing there that says um, why. T- Toby was on the bench. He didn't remember. So, he didn't. He didn't travel at the start of the season. I know, I know it was a different different time then because it was all, all on the back of the World Cup and we were sort of resting players. But he didn't travel to the San Siro in order Trippier. Um, yeah. And if you remember, then Pochettino was asked about them in the press conference, and he was very defensive about yes. the, about that. So it, it might just be a question of we've got a lot of games in over this period, December January, and he's just resting and rotating certain players. And Alvarez might have shown signs of fatigue playing a lot of games. Who knows? Well, he has played a lot, of, but I, I, I'm, I'm afraid I am with your conspiracy theory because I think he's looking to. Now, Foyth has had some decent games, and you, you can see the quality in him. Um, I think he's trying to blood him in um, with the other guys, and and Toby will get maybe slightly more sidelined mm. uh, as time comes. I, I, I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I don't. Oh, by the way, I, I, I. Uh, it's just a theory. It's not my theory. Um, I don't subscribe to that view but I'm, but I'm putting it out there I just I just wondered if either of you uh, thought that might other, be the case other theories are available yep um, right, a couple, couple of questions just to finish off on Woolwich um, Darren we sort of touched upon this Darren Pamenter for me Poch got it wrong with team selection and odd late subs um, Johnny talks about that and we changed to a back three as they changed to a back four did you, did you guys find any positives to take from this game uh, no no, I can't think. I I must have to say, I even I'm trying to look for one. I can't think of one. All right, here's really. a, here's a positive. The only positive is that we will regroup and we'll come back stronger. Yeah, and we will learn lessons from t- today, which will stand us in better stead over the over this period and over the rest of the course of the season. One hopes, and hopefully, we can get a result that. Just jumping ahead there, hopefully we can get a result um, when we play the Carabao Cup. Now, I'm not specifically doing want to talk about that game because it's, it's a, a couple of weeks away, but 
do you think we can learn a few lessons and actually get a result there and, and progress through to the semis? Yes, I do. We certainly can't take them lightly. I'm not saying we, we would have, but that they've shown to be now a formidable outfit under Emery. I think I think we'll know that that game, uh, I've got a feeling that both sides will bring out their best sides for this one. For the fans alone, they can't let the fans down. Yeah, you can't but, just yeah. throw that in the bin, can you, either side? No. I, I'd be unforgivable if he goes up there with a, or comes back with a, a weakened side, from my point yeah. of view. I, mean, yeah. Poch, I think Poch needs to learn from this because, he, did, like I say, he didn't react to Dick Emery's changes at halftime and it was far too slow with, with, with making his changes. How, how he could have sat there till 76 minutes before making a sub with what was in front of his eyes. Got no idea. Um, okay, final question on the debacle with Woolwich. Um, another one from Bex. Is it acceptable to be so cross that it develops into sickness and thereby sadly prevents you from going to work to face any gloating goons or just throw a sickie, whichever is more plausible? Uh, the only thing that Dr Tottenham can't cure is his own fans. He normally rocks up when a team needs a result or needs picking up or haven't won in the Premier League in a season. That's when Dr Tottenham rolls up, but can't do anything for his own fans. I prescribe a healthy dose of alcohol is what I, and, a, and a kebab for that. That'll get you over that quite nicely. Ooh. <laughs> I, it's a sad, actually, it's a sad time now because... It's not so bad with Arsenal, but certainly with Chelsea, there's an absolute hatred of us from Chelsea. And it gets to such a point that if you do lose, people go into hiding. They really, you know, it's just, it shouldn't, football shouldn't be like that. And it never, it never used to be back, I'm going back to the 60s now, but I remember in the 70s, it, that's when it really started, or into the 60s, beginning of the 70s, it started to get really nasty and very tribal. And, and it got beyond what was just, a bit of banter, a bit of chat, um, and that's a shame because it, it shouldn't it shouldn't be that. We've all got friends, I'm sure, that are either Chelsea or Liverpool or, or you know Manchester United supporters. Acquaintances, have... they're not friends, they're acquaintances. Yeah, <laughs> but you know you, you've got to deal with them, and, and that's how it should be dealt with. You know, a bit a little bit of banter, and then leave it alone. I mean, my, my best mate, and you know him, Javid Paul, is mm. a Chelsea supporter. And I haven't spoken to him since last week I haven't said anything to him I haven't given him a hard time because we pasted him it's, it's a shame it gets that far so it's a shame that uh, Bex feels if she does without a doubt if she really would throw a sickie just to avoid work but uh, it's a shame if it gets to that far isn't it it's, you'd have to question your life if it, if it really did impact you as badly as that I think that it certainly did it makes such a big difference to the rest of your week well at least the, at least the first day back I mean I when you get a result a fantastic result um, you're buzzing that first day first day back start at, back, back at work start of the week and um when you lose, you just feel it's really difficult to, to, to describe, particularly to, to, to non-football fans, uh, but you feel dejected and you feel down. So, um, Bex, by all means, take, take the day off work. Um, I would I would strongly recommend that you do that. Um, <laughs> that's, my, that's my advice. Um, but we've got two games, back-to-back league games after this. So we've got Southampton middle of the week who are struggling. Um, we've got them at Wembley on Wednesday, and then we've got Leicester away on Saturday, which... Hopefully, all things being equal, all three of us should be in attendance for that game. Um, how do you see these games? 
Uh, I would say that we could go and smash Southampton quite easily, and Leicester one will be a bit more nervy and is probably going to end up a draw. If I, that's that's what my 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 heart and my head is telling me. Mm. Southampton are you know they they're pony. They roll over far too easily. We're going to have far too much for them, and the the team will have a rocket up their arseholes for today. And I'm sure they're going to go out and put a performance in. They they won't they won't be allowed to get away with another performance like that. And it's a good game, I think, or good good opposition um, to to have, you know, at home straight after the back of, of what's been a disappointing result. I, I suspect that Pochettino will will make changes. I think that I'd like to see if he's fully fit. I'd like to see Danny Rose when he came on in the second half. I'd like to see him play on 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 Wednesday and take it from there. Um, what, what happens with the centre back? Is, is Vertonghen now suspended for we actually we didn't talk, talk about that sorry just, I just yeah re- is it is it I'm not sure with two yellow cards is what you get is it is, is a straight red one is a yellow three I'm not sure okay well potentially no, other way round isn't it it's a, a just a one game isn't so it just, the two. okay so he he's out we know Sanchez is out so then it's going to be Alderweireld for four for Foyth, so, sorry, with Foyth, so I presume so that'll be centre back pairing. Uria, I think it has to be him because Trippier is still injured. Yeah. Um, unless he plays Walker Peters, but I can't see him doing that, which is a shame. Um, and then we might see Winks, we might see Mura, he might rotate those players. Um, Lamella, I think, was injured, hence the reason why he wasn't on, on the bench. Um, but just, sorry, just, just going back to, just to the game for one second because we didn't discuss it. Um, what did you make of briefly? What did you make of the Tongans sending off? It looked a little bit harsh to me. Second yellow. Gary Neville on on the commentary on Sky said he followed through, but to me, oh, I like to watch it again. To me, it looked like he went for the ball, and then afterwards, yeah, he did follow through. But where's he supposed to stick his leg? The thing is, he got the ball, and the momentum carried him through, yeah, and the other exactly guy that. tripped over him. Yeah. Um, but you would have got away with those. Um, a few years ago, you won't get away with that now, unfortunately. You d- you just don't. Yeah, uh, alas, I, I have real sympathy with Vatong because you're quite right. He, he got the ball. Um, he's then sliding forward. But I, what the trick of, of the forwards these days or the players is that they get very close to players now in order to manufacture pretty much uh, a challenge. He, he could have been another foot away and it, it wouldn't have. But they know to get close. So he knows there's going to get a follow through. How often when a player welks it down the line and the forward comes across him and gets kicked in the sort of thigh or stomach. But they've manufactured that pretty much. Mm. Um, that that well, it's a, it's a bit of a trick of players. I feel sorry for him. But is that really a booking? I mean, he, he won the ball and then afterwards the, 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 his momentum carries him through. I mean, I, I, I don't know where he's, what's he supposed to do with his leg? Tuck yeah. it in? It's because it went high, and he caught him above mm. the foot in the shin. It's because it went high, and, and I, I don't guess think there was any malicious intent, though. No, there wasn't. There wasn't. No, you're right. There wasn't. He didn't even see him. He, he had uh, say no control over it. He didn't really. Once he, the trouble was he was sold, wasn't he? A bit there, and he was stretching like mad. And the moment you start stretching, that's what the referee sees, and he sees a sort of desperation to it. And then when he just clips the ball, on it goes. But he then sees the foot come up in the air. And wallop. Uh, so I, I, I'm not surprised it's a yellow, but I feel sorry for him. It was if ever there was a sending off that was the least um, uh, critical, that that would be it. You know, least nasty. But I, 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 I go on. 
I was going to say, what did you think of the rest of the performance today? Because I thought he was up and down. He was he gave Ali um, a yellow for the first foul he made, and then the, some of their players got away with three or four before he booked them. I thought he was a bit bad today. And I, I, also, I thought that Son, Son's pen was a pen. There was contact. He might have gone down from it, but I'd take those. I'd take 10 of those fucking things. Mm. But it was definitely a penalty. But I, I think that he, he let them get away with a lot today. I think technically it was a penalty because you're right. He did make contact. Did make contact with the ball, made contact with the player. But if that was given against us, we wouldn't be very happy now. If that if that had cost us as a 1-0 and, and Aubameyang had gone down so easily like that, I, I don't think we'd have been happy. I... I We'll say it's very soft, to say the least. But I know what you're saying. We'll take it. But uh, we're not particularly talking about it because it hasn't made any difference on the day, has it? We, we still lost. We were awful. And I'm not going to make yeah. any, anything of it. That's, that's it. It's gone. It's gone. OK. Just back on back on to Southampton and, and, and Leicester um, briefly, David. Um, can we get full points well, from those games? Yeah, and I expect us to bounce back. Even though Southampton got a worthy draw against uh, Manchester United yesterday. But so they're shit, careful. aren't they? Well, they are. And I, and I said to you, I think it was you the other day, about it, let's hope they don't sack Mark Hughes before we play him because they're awful. Mm. And he's not getting, he's not doing much with them. But they did play quite well yesterday. I certainly, when they were 2-0 up. But I, I, I see Pochettino bouncing back on this one. He, he said that we were all um, cheer, too cheerful after the 3-0 at Old Trafford. And he wasn't having, you know, that we, we looked like we won as uh, a trophy almost and then we lost the next three games um, and he doesn't take to losing uh, so I expect us to come back hard very hard um, and, and I expect us to beat Southampton I know what you're saying John about Leicester it's going to be tough they won't roll over that's for sure make it difficult for us <sighs> I think the draw's fair but I, I'm hoping we'll nick nick it by the odd goal I think that uh yeah, Southampton. We should we should beat them. That should that should be fine. Like I said earlier, that's the sort of game that you want to opposition you want to be playing um, after after a defeat defeat like this. Um, Leicester. Sort of inclined to agree with John. I think that probably the draw is the likely outcome. It's difficult. It's a difficult place to go. But we're certainly more than capable of going there and getting a win. I think much will, will, will depend on keeping Vardy quiet but he hasn't started he didn't start no. the last game and I no. don't think he's been starting a few he seems to have f- f- fallen out of favour with Puel um, he didn't, didn't he win another penalty at the weekend for games yeah. I don't think any players won more penalties than him in the yeah. Premier League history yeah and he's yeah. proved to be somewhat of a nemesis for us in the past um, yeah I think whichever centre back pairing plays early on they should just look to take him out um, if he starts and if he comes off the bench, um, just a nasty little tackle, just to just a kick maybe. Um, yeah, I, if we can if we can suppress the, the threat that he poses, they don't have Mares anymore. Um, who used to used to be another one that that, that would cause us problems um, in the past. Um, I think we should have enough quality for them. The one player I really like on there, there's actually two players. I like Maguire, but the one player I really like, and I think I'd, I'd like to see at Spurs, perhaps, is um, Ben Chilwell. Um, I think he's, he's, he's a good player. Yeah, uh, James is. James Madison, for me, he's a cracking player. Mm. Is, he, is he the midfield guy? He's a good player. Yeah, yeah. When, when he was at Norwich, I think he was linked with us this yeah. time last year. Um, yeah. 
Right. Um, the second half of the podcast, um, we will look at the the the, the inter game and, and and the result that we got there, and uh, and talk about our prospects of beating Barcelona. Um, we'll also look at questions or question and from listeners and yeah. Uh, and any other business but before we do here is Bex with this week's Spurs Ladies Update Hey people it's Bex to let you know what's been happening with the girls so you've had a break for me for a couple of weeks for various different reasons and I know you've all missed me but welcome to my dulcet tones so the girls played on the 18th of November see it has been a while since I spoke um, and won that 1-0 that was against Charlton Athletic and that was at home against Chesson um, that kept them quite nicely just about at the top of the table since then they've not played um they play today, which is Sunday, what day are we now? Sunday the 2nd of December. And um, yeah, not such a good result. Girls played at home at Chesson and they played against Durham. So um, quite an eventful match. We had a player sent off in the first half. So come first half, we were 3-0 down and down to 10 players. Excellent. Um, slightly better by the fact that we did get um, a consolation goal, because it's only going to be a consolation um, when we were just the five down, so 5-1, um, the visitors then had a player sent off and then they scored again. So a 6-1 defeat at home with players sent off from either side is not absolutely ideal. I'm pretty damn sure Karen Hills will have something to say about that. The girls play midweek against uh, London Bees on Wednesday. That's an eight o'clock kickoff and that's at the Hive and that's in the Women's Continental Cup. Followed by next weekend, next Sunday with, at one o'clock, where they play at home against Crystal Palace ladies. So, um, yeah, definitely go see them. Just to add a bit of spice, I think. Although it's really hard to tell. The league table doesn't get that updated that often, so it's really hard to gauge. I think we're still topped by the absolute skin of our teeth. Um, that depends on a couple of other results, and I can't track those. Anyway, so, um, yeah, go see the girls. It's definitely worth watching. As ever, I am on Twitter at Bunches Beck, so if you've got any questions, you know where to find me. Okay, cheers, thanks, bye bye. Welcome back to the second half of the Tottenham Hotspur Family podcast. Thank you, Bex. Um, it's been Thank a few. You. Oh, can I say, but it doesn't get any better, really. That was not a good update from Bex. <laughs> no, no, it wasn't a good update, but no, um, no. Um, that's not any reflection on her. Although she's been a bit slack recently, she hasn't she hasn't been on the pod for the last few weeks doing updates. Um, but no, no, no. Update was 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 fine, but unfortunately the result the ladies got wasn't yeah. as good. But um, yeah, um, Bex has been swanning out going to musicals and stuff. True. She Not that true. I'm stalking her, but busy, 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 lady, lady. Um, right. Uh, into Milan, David. You and I were there on Wednesday. Um, we had to get a result to to stay in contention, and we did exactly that. Yeah, that's a that's, that's a, a a modern day Spurs, isn't it? It's a, now it, it's a a team that, that really did manage the game. Um, you were a bit unsure, weren't you? You were going into the second half that you thought it was going to just going to whittle away at uh, yeah. nil nil, yeah. um, and I felt that we might nick one. I really did, um, and the goal was fabulous. Goal was fabulous. We 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 waited our moment. That's what the Italians would do to us. That's exactly what they'd be doing. Juventus did it to us last season. You know, thought thought we got it. They were playing for the draw. They they're a quality into Milan side, very experienced. They know how to game manage, and they were playing all the tricks from very early on in the game. And then they got caught at their own game. Well, we mugged them at the end. Patient and mugged them. It was 
excellent on the day. And uh, uh, just a little bit of skill, a little bit of quality from uh, Sissoko and Delhi. And that was it. Bang. Loved it. I'd agree with you that we, we did uh, uh, to them what Europeans normally do to English teams or did to English teams in the past. Um, we, you know, we just played it cute and then and then took our chance and we did it. They had nothing in that game, really. They were just, you know, uh, and we've had so many teams that are so much worse than that interside tried to do those tactics to us. And we're just patient and our build up play was good. And we, we, we got the rewards in the end. It's just a shame that from, from that game, we went to this one. Mm. There was a real maturity about the performance, yep. but, it, but also, you know, when if you consider the position that we were in, losing um, uh, in the San Siro very early, right at the, the outset, and I still think to this day that, that that's a result which will prove to be costly and will, will, will mean that our chance of qualifying, well, as it is, we're in there with a chance, but... It's going to be difficult. Um, I mean, that's that's going to be more costly than than, than the PSV that draw that we got. Um, you know that that defeat followed by defeat to Barcelona when I suppose that's a game you expected to lose because they're, they're that good, and then picking up a draw um, away from home at PSV, and then suddenly the pressure is on. The pressure is on. We have to win these three three games and. It's also, as well as the maturity that we showed within that game, overall it's impressive that given that backdrop, given the pressure that we were un- under, we did exactly what we had to do and we just took it one, click sounds cliche, but we took each game, one game at a time, um, get, got the result against PSV, fine, job done, tick, then had to get get the result against it and we've done exactly that. And now we're second in the group and in with a chance, it's in our own hands. But. Yes, right. So, can can I ask a question to these guys? This isn't on the running order. Um, so, if you could have changed the result against Inter for a win today, would you? If we get beat by Inter and win today, yeah, I probably would because I just don't think we're going to get the result we want in uh, Barcelona. And I would say exactly the same, exactly the same as that. I don't think we're going to get anything in Barcelona, and we've given ourselves f- false hope. I would have but, taken a loss in the week for a win today. Sorry, the the, the result in the middle of the week, or do you mean, do you mean it right at the outset? No, 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 no it, in the week. Okay. Uh, oh, I would have, absolutely. I would have. To, to, to me, um, this game means so much more. The, the domestic football Premier League means means so much more. I don't, I don't think we're we're gonna get a result in Barcelona. So yeah, I, I would have taken a draw or a defeat, um, middle of the week, and, and won today happily. And also, it happens to be Arsenal, so that makes it even more um, bitter that, that, that we've lost. Um, so, yeah. But it's, it's not the end of the world, chaps. I know we're going back to up. It's not the end of the world. There's so no. much more football to play. You know, and Arsenal have got United midweek. They've got some tough games to come. So much more to play. It's just in isolation. It's disappointing. Over the season, we'll see if it means anything. It may mean nothing in the end. If, we've, if we finish above them, job done mm. I, I still think we've got enough to finish above them and I still think we will finish above them yeah I, I mean you know given, given their little victory today in their cup final given given a little you know oh, give them a little bit of bragging rights yeah it might be difficult um, going into work tomorrow with with some of the comments and, and whatever but we'll finish above them um, 
I mean, and we've you know we've got to play them in the cup as I mentioned earlier, and you know if we if we win that game suddenly when the semi-finals um, come come the new year and a little bit closer to you know a, a final and and possibly winning a trophy, which yeah, come we'll... come come that cup match, stamp on their fucking faces, smash them into the dirt. <laughs> I I think in a strange way, as much as I don't didn't want to lose today, I think. That will stand us in better stead for that cup game. I think if we if we'd won, and I'm just talking relative to that cup game in itself, I would obviously want want us to win today. But relative to that game, I think if we had won today, I think we would have gone into that cup game slightly complacent. I don't think we, we will do now. I think we we're gonna. Yeah. I think Arsenal are have proved to be a lot stronger than maybe many of us thought this season I think we've been rightly so we've been quite dismissive of their results so far because they've played a lot of other than the first two games I think when they lost against City and Chelsea um, they they drew to Liverpool but they've played a lot of teams who have been pony and defensively they've even in many of those games they've they've looked vulnerable Um, and I think did they draw recently was it against Palace or somebody I can't remember Um, and we thought that perhaps they're not you know, they're, they're obviously they're in a work. They're always going to be a work in progress un, under Emery, but we maybe didn't think that they were going to hit the heights that that, that they did today. And and it, today might be a one-off. Today it might have just been the occasion, and they might have raised their game because it's last time it's a North London derby. We'll we'll have to see if that's um, indicative of the rest of their season. But I think, funny enough, it might just it might just remove any prospect if there ever was one of any uh, complacency and 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 allow us to get get a result so as you said david there there's a lot of football to be played and there's a lot lot of lot to look forward to um barcelona can we get a result i think both of you sort of hinted that you didn't think we could i don't think we can no but i, I wouldn't uh, i wouldn't put not that i put money on but i, I wouldn't put any money on us i must admit um barcelona are dab hands that still putting out a very good side if not the full side and and they seem to use it as a training session. You know, they're relaxed. They play these games and they'll still win them. And I, I, I well, the thought of actually, because we've got to win it in mm. theory. All right. I can, I can see that PSV could hold into to a draw, in which case we need a draw. That's the, the, the hope in a sense. So that's what happens, in which case we will go through. Can, can PSV, should they... Go to the San Siro and get a win. Can they qualify for the Europa? Can they finish third, or, or have they got the wooden spoon? I think no. very much. It's it's is it seven seven or how many points is it seven seven one? They've got they can't get anything. Okay, so, so uh, there's nothing in it for them. No. Um, yeah, so we're second. It's in our own hands. We have to match up better in just results result, but the likelihood is they're going at home. They should be able to beat PSV, who have nothing to play for. So we have to get a win, win in Barcelona. Well, certainly we've got to go in there with that mindset, um, and I, I just can't see it. So it's going to be Europa football, to, Europa League football to look forward to next next season. And there was much rejoicing. Yay. Yeah. Okay. On a cheery note, let's let's finish with a question <laughs> from Karim Cronfley, um, who says, "Having actually, sorry, um, one one other thing that I should have mentioned was." Um, on Friday, um, I met. I was at Legend Legends Night in Chessington. Um, so a gentleman called Darren Sheen um, organises these. They're really good to get down to. Uh, David, you and I were at one 
earlier this year of it back in March, was it? Um, yeah. And we saw yeah. Ozzy and David House and Mickey House said, and that, that was a good night. Um, but uh, yeah, I was at that on 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 Friday night, and um, the guests on that occasion were. Um, it was Mickey Hazard who was uh, um, hosting the event, um, and uh, Paul Allen and Steve Sedgley were there, and they were reminiscing, amongst other things, about a lot of saucy stories about um, Gaza and some of the antics he got up to. But um, what I was going to say was I met a gentleman called um, Dominic Sibley. Um, his Twitter handle is at Dom Sib. Um, and yeah, um, it was nice to meet him, one of our listeners. So. Um, Good to meet him. Um, yeah. Um, right, question. Sorry, I got sidetracked. Karim's question. Karim Cronfley asks, having caught the highlights of the intergame and being impressed by so many aspects of the performance, I have this one particular moment to treasure. Delhi's glorious collection, the pass from Sissoko, the twirl and perfect layoff into the path of Ericsson. That was a pure m- moment of Spurs footballing beauty. So, question to the panel: What moments of pure Spurs footballing beauty do you treasure? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Deli Ali's that little turn. It, I, I was literally out of the seat because you know it's just as a coach you just want to move that ball on one more time. If you'd have turned and tried to shot, it'd have been blocked. So that that was glorious. I'd say Gaza's free kick. I can remember yeah. as, a, as a young lad watching that, and that that would always stick with me. Um, it, uh, uh, Bale, the whole of Bale ripping Mike on a new one at the at the lane. Um, that was that was pretty spectacular. And one of the ones that I'll always remember, Jav. I think you mentioned it last week. We're talking about Kane's crossing ability, the Son goal where he crossed oh, it yeah. over, yep. and it was like the. the that that ball had to be perfect and Son didn't have to break his run but he just rose like a, a, a salmon and, and put it in the back of the net and that we were sort of like in line with that cross and you could see it bend and perfect for his head and that will stay with me because that was that was just a, a lovely live moment that I caught I, I, I for, of recent times the one I sort of um, love was uh, Chelsea back in March and uh, the Eric Dyer through ball for Deli Alley. Mm. I, yes. I think that was just wonderful. It was a, it, I thought the ball was overhit. It was a perfect one, and, and it gets missed. I mean, you think that would be an Ericsson pass, but no, it was Dyer to his mate, and that one touch on his toe brought it down half folly, and it all happened before they, the Chelsea defence had even worked out who was running. Bang! It was in the net, and I think that was my moment, particularly of recent times. Okay, for me, if we're talking about individual moments rather than moments of skill, I presume he, he means rather than matches, um, the ones that stand out for me over the years are uh, obviously the the one you mentioned, John, the Gaza free kick against Arsenal. How we could have done with, with a Paul Gascoigne on the pitch today um, and a, a similar outcome, similar results that, that we got that day. So that's one that, that, that stands in my mind. Um, Delhi's goal against Crystal Palace a few years ago. Yes, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Just flicks it over, and that was beautiful. Um, I was watching that at home, and I just, that was a, that was one that, that that stands out for me. Um, that was one that just suddenly came to me when when you were talking, David. I've completely forgotten it now, and it was a good one. Um, well, well, no, my brain's uh, gone dead. 
it's been it's been played recently, but um, because of the match today. But um, Kane's goal where he he curls it in yes. from outside yes. the box from Ali's back heel. That's that was a that was a yes. glorious goal. Yes. Which one against Arsenal? Against Arsenal, yeah. There's the, yes. the clips the clips yeah. going around on Twitter still at the moment, but it's, it's without commentary. The crowd reaction is just beautiful. Yeah. Uh, that, that you know that's that's a that's a great moment to treasure. Um, I mean, it, it depends. If you, there's moments, you know, the, my my last game at the, the lane, um, before and just standing there, just taking in the stadium, mm. um, just just little moments like that, you know. And I dare say one of the moments I'm going to treasure is where the first time I walk down the high street and see the finished stadium because I've not done that yet. And I can remember walking down and meeting you a couple of times, Jav, and, and just seeing the stadium and, and thinking, wow, yeah. those cranes are pretty high. And then, it, it, you know, pretty soon on all the, the, the coverage from Chris and other people, you see the stadium, you know, eclipsing those those cranes. So I can't wait to see it. And I'm I'm pretty sure that will take my breath away when I see that. The just It's just come to me. Um, the other moment of footballing beauty um, would be, for me, Klinsman's overhead kick against Everton. And in fact, quite a few of his goals, just just that, a lot of what he did. I mean, you you go on it, it, some of the stuff that David Shinola did. Um, I didn't really ever witness um, Hoddle playing for Spurs. Well, I didn't. It was a little bit before my time. I, I watched clips of him on TV playing for. At the time, playing for for Swindon when he was player manager in, in Chelsea, but but the but the clips you see, for example, on YouTube, his his chip against um, Watford, where he just sort yes. of swivels. That that's yeah. beautiful. Um, the one that the one that I can only one that I can think of at the moment that I've seen live um, in person was Harry Kane's goal against Liverpool a few seasons back, and it was my first trip to Anfield, and it was a season that we were chasing Leicester, and. The ball came out to Ericsson and it seemed to be going out wide. Sorry, it seemed to be go- it seemed to be going out of play, and Ericsson managed to keep it in, and he just flicked it with the outside of his boot, and then it fell to Kane, who had his who was sort of I don't know near the six yard box or maybe a little bit further forward. And his back faced the goal. He just turned, swivelled, and out of nothing scored. There were not many players that could, that, could, that could do that, and we were one nil down at the time. And um, I think it was just the, the Ericsson's determination to keep the ball in and suddenly just flick it with the outside of his boot, just as it seemed to be going out of play, for it to then land to Kane. Kane with his back face to goal to pick it up, to swivel, to turn, and to shoot into the keeper's bottom left goalkeeper. That that was a beautiful moment, and that will stay stay with me for a while. Another one, um, Crouch. When he wanted to get us in the Champions League, playing Man City. Oh yeah, that was that, was, that, that was that was a moment. And uh, I, I'm surprised neither of you, um, and I'm far too young to I would have been one. Neither of you have mentioned this: Ricky Veer's goal. Oh, the Man City. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, this is the thing: it's it's moments that you remember, oh, but you know, there's there's moments that I can remember watching out on the telly. And not really understanding the, the the significance or the or how good it was, and you know, and I actually remember running. My dad, I was watching it with my dad, and my dad went to get a a, um, a cup of tea from the kitchen, and he scored. And I went, remember running and going, Dad, 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 look at this goal. I can remember that clearly. Um, but uh, uh, you know, there's there's so many little moments, and this is why you love your football club, and this is why you stick through it thick and thin, and this is why today's result, although it stings, will be a transient thing. We'll get through it. 
We'll go and yes. spank Southampton and it'll all be good again. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, the next podcast will be recorded a week today. Um, the day after we play Leicester, my guest on that occasion will be Nicky Merritt's uh, chair of the Johannesburg Spurs Supporters Club. And I believe, if my memory serves me, John, you will also be joining us on that occasion. Hello. Um, yes, I will. You might... Good. Um, I was going to say, you might be able to correct me. Um, but no. Um, so, yeah, yeah. It, it'll be yeah. Not John and Nicky um, next week. Uh, but until then, thank you, John. No worries. Thank you, Jav. Shit result, but no worries. Thank you, David. Yeah, cheers. I would and upward. And until next week, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Come on, Tottenham, stick it in the goal. Come on, Tottenham, the pace are bloody slow. You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen. Put on that lily white and run on to that green. White Hart Lane has seen its pain, it's had its load of nights We fought our team through thick and thin and all those boring nights And when the game is done we'll sing a song and talk it out all night Hey, Come on Tottenham, stick it in the goal Come on Tottenham, don't be so bloody slow You are the first team, the last team, my dreams have ever seen Pull on that lily white and run on to that green We've seen them come, we've seen them go, the names up on our shirt Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt Now gather round and sing it out and we'll talk out over her